You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all. Okay, so this episode I am excited about one because I just feel like God's in it. And let me explain why. Earlier this week when I got back from Illum, that writing, blogging, this year it was hospitality, which was great conference, I just felt overwhelmed by the fact that I needed my next episode to be for a new mom. I just did. I don't know what God put that on my heart. And so I was just planning to do a solo episode. I hadn't had any guests lined up. So I was just gonna, I was just gonna talk to the new mom. And then I looked at my calendar and on Tuesday I had told someone weeks ago I would speak at this new mom's group. It's a tiny group. There were three moms there. But I just really love going to this group. A new group starts every six weeks and it's just a sweet time to sit down on a couch with some new moms and just talk and share my story. That happened Tuesday. And I'm sitting in the group and I'm like, why didn't I bring my mic? This would have been perfect. It's already lined up. And um, I said, but you know what? That just confirms I need to have a new mom episode. I get in my car, I check my email, and there's an email from our guest today. Yes, we are having a guest. It is not just going to be Heather's voice, Victoria. So Victoria writes in her email just asking if I ever, you know, accept guest posts and she would love to write about the new mom and being God-centered. And I was like, are you kidding me, God? This would be perfect. She and I could chat for the new mom. And so welcome, Victoria, to hey, the God's Center podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy when you describe it. But hey, thank you so much for letting me just pick your brain and learn from you. Well, and for you to be in it, I mean, I know it's mm. hard to believe. I And I told Victoria, the other thing on my calendar that I kind of had planned before, and you know when you have a big event, you're kind of like, that's after the event. So I was gone for this conference and all these things were after the conference, but I hadn't really put in my mind that they were the same week. I just met with a gal who was a babysitter for my boys and has a five week old and Aww. literally just, she just left my house and we just talked about all these new mom things and it's on my brain. And, but I forget, I don't know if you're an older mom and you, you kind of forget the early trials, especially of your first, um, <laughs> that whole transition. And so I'm thankful to have you on Victoria to give a voice to that, you know, to remind, yeah, well, thank you. To remind me and, um, and you have your own site. Can you tell everyone where they can find you if they want to connect with you after this podcast? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, my blog is victoriaeasterwilson.com. And I think, Heather, um, if people want to go to victoriaeasterwilson.com slash God-centered, I'll try to do a little giveaway, maybe like some devotionals or places on the internet who've really encouraged me this first year as a mom. I'll probably just have that on that page to give away. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Victoria. Easter Wilson. Is Easter your maiden name or your middle name? It It's my maiden name. And it Very was so cool. cool. I didn't want to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I, my maiden name was Price and it was pretty easy and fun. Price is right yes. and priceless and all that fun. stuff. So yeah, yes. I get it. Easter I get it. was mm-hmm. Easter. I mean, was a trip to have. <laughs> the Lord is risen. Hallelujah, yes. whatever you got. Well, back. my first name, yeah, means victorious. That was always very cool. Like victory, you know, have a victorious Easter kind of thing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very cool. Okay, so Victoria and I were brainstorming about this episode, and um, it's amazing. She sent me kind of a list of things that have been on her brain lately. And I will tell y'all, these are the same things that came up in that little mom's group. <laughs> and the same things we t- I just talked to this new mom about. Um, and so I am hoping this is relevant. I know it is going to be relevant for any new mom out there. And if you know a new mom, I pray that you will, you will send this on to her, direct her to this podcast, because we really want it to be an encouragement to her that she's not alone in these feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely universal struggles, it and, seems that we're talking about. <laughs> and we can, we can get, you know, all alone in our homes Mm. and only see the best sides of people on social media and forget the inner, the middle of the night Mm. mind battles that are going on of how did I get to this place? Why Mm -hmm. am I the mom to this baby? (laughs) I cannot do this. I thought I wanted this. I don't know. I told the moms at that one group, there's kind of a spectrum. There's the moms who never wanted to be a mom. Yes. But God kind of led them there and, and they're just kind of in shock and awe of what is this thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they were mm-hmm. coming in expecting that they weren't going to like it. And maybe they're liking it more than they thought. Then there's the other extreme of moms who have always wanted kids mm-hmm. and thought they'd be amazing. And then there's these strains on them physically and emotionally that they never thought would happen to them. And they're being humbled like daily. Yes. So where were you on that spectrum? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. I think I, um, I probably lean more towards the, like never really thought about being a mom. I I wouldn't go so far as say I never wanted to, but it's Mm -hmm. certainly, it was not on my radar. Um, and actually I, I had my daughter or my husband, I got pregnant really soon after our wedding. She was definitely a surprise baby. Three months Mm -hmm. after our wedding, we kind of had this, you know, positive pregnancy test and it's like, ah, what do we do? So I'm definitely more in that, um, that side of things, like not expecting. And then, um, just the difficulties that have come with being a new mom have been maybe even more amplified is in my, in my heart and my, my fleshly responses, you know, God, I didn't even want this. And here I am, you know, struggling with whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the side that I've fallen more on. Yeah. Well, that's getting cool. better, like, you know, getting better increasingly, but certainly that's been present. And she is, you were, you were telling me she's, <clears throat> on, her name's Carson and she's yeah, almost Carson. 10 months. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, almost 10 months old, which is really hard to believe, but <laughs> it's so been a long 10 months. <laughs> y'all are almost to your two-year anniversary? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that has been quite quite a two-year 
I mean, yes, <laughs> we were married six years when we had oh wow our first, and I still felt like it was a shock to our mm. marriage. Um, mm-hmm. And I and to to have just a three month window, yes. of foundation <laughs> leading up to it's it's a shock to the system. It's a shock to yeah. the system. And my next guest next week, um, she has written a marriage book. She's actually my cousin. She and her husband have written a marriage book, and it's about this idea of our centers and how when we get married, we start overlapping Mm. and we have this system going between the two of us, a give and take. And, you know, the book doesn't address this, but I think it's true that child enters. And I feel like as a woman, our center kind of shifts towards the child, leaving Mm. our husband kind of like, what's going on? Where am I in this? Yes. Yes, that's very true. So how, like, how did you handle that? You know, we had a hard time because we had, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had so many years together, you know, shared experiences of traveling and loving to read books together and watching TV shows for the entire Saturday. We'd watch Alias (laughs) all day long. We'd watch Alias and we, our thing, because he traveled a lot for work was every Saturday morning we did breakfast together. Just, we knew that was like our thing. Mm. Evenings maybe with friends going out but we always had Saturday breakfast and so even that kind of gets rocked and so it was definitely a hard transition to add a baby to it and our first son cried a ton a ton a ton a ton and so the the trickiest part for us was I would be home with the baby all day and I would finally figure out how to kind of console him he had major reflux like he would he would nurse and then he would throw up so much milk that it like soaked a, a burp cloth. I mean, oh, totally. He wore a um, bib all day long. I had went through like stacks of bibs, 10 bibs a day. <laughs> I couldn't have other people hold him. I'd be like, he spits up. And they'd be like, oh, no, I'll be fine. I'm like, no, he really a lot. And so he was, it was challenging to figure out what would make him okay so he wouldn't scream for hours. Right. And so when my husband came home, he wanted to be a part of it, right? They want to find their place in this relationship. And so they want to contribute. And I would start micromanaging every interaction he had with my son. I'd say, oh, don't hold him that way. He doesn't like that. Oh, he doesn't like that. Oh, he doesn't like, because that would have been my job all day. That's where I was finding my value was understanding my son. And also to keep the peace, I kind of had learned what worked. And so it would create a rub with my husband because he's a words of affirmation guy. And I'm not affirming him. I'm telling him what he's doing wrong every Mm -hmm second he's with my son and so we eventually decided to kind of split tasks a little bit and so my husband took on bedtime and bedtime was a hard time of the day but I just let him in the bath and so I just kind of totally hands off I would do the dishes or I would go off and read a book or whatever I did and whatever struggle he had during bath time bedtime whatever crying happened my husband just owned it and it gave him a feeling a sense of um a part of our family, like he had a role. And it also allowed me to just totally let him make the mistakes and figure it out and not worry. Mm -hmm. But it was a really strong boundary of that's his. He takes that on. And that's kind of carried even in through having four. He does bedtime. And if he wants to wrestle and get him riled up, then he's dealing with crazy boys jumping on each (laughs) other. Like I don't have to say, stop wrestling with them. That's going to make them all crazy. You know? Yeah. It's his, it's his, he owns it. He owns it. So I don't know what that is, but I I really would challenge y'all to 
find a thing that your husband can be in charge of. Maybe it's breakfast. Maybe he's going to have breakfast time with your baby and it's feeding a yeah. bottle in the morning so you can sleep in or so you can have a quiet time or um yeah I don't know and then we did continue Saturday morning breakfast for as long as we could I think we had two or three kids when we stopped but we would just mm. everyone would go and we even I know people judge and they look at us with little devices but even if a device would quiet them so we could have a conversation yeah at, over breakfast we yeah. kind of resorted to that in those seasons. And my boys are fine. They are totally developmentally yeah, <laughs> That is awesome. People like are so worried about what you do with your kids. And I'm like, listen, on the spectrum of things that, can, you know, can make my kid like a sociopath, I'm guessing that looking at an iPad, you know, for two minutes yeah. isn't one of them. Yeah, having, having a healthy, like parents <laughs> who are healthy and yes. communicating and in love with each other probably trumps the 15 minutes Yes, we're watching time. Curious George. I don't know. Yes, like I'm just saying. Absolutely. Maybe we need to evaluate. So maybe if you go see that person with the iPads, like don't judge so much. Yes, absolutely. Now that's a really good. That's a good point, though. Like to to look at a task. I'll yeah. have to. I'll and have there to was talk a season that. for it. Now we can go. No one's on devices. Like we can totally right. go to a restaurant. Everyone's yeah. coloring. The older boys can totally entertain themselves without a device. We just had a season. We had way too many children and like we just needed a meal. That was our thing. We liked going out to f- for food and so find that thing. But I, I do think making your marriage a priority mm. in that season and remembering that's where the circle started. Don't get pulled towards mm-hmm. the circle of your child so much mm. that you're forgetting your first love because – I think I was in a knitting group and I was with these women and I realized they had um, their children had been in their home less than they were out of their home. So they'd been Mm. the mothers to adult children longer than they'd ever had children at home. Right. So yeah, that's yeah. It kind of puts it in perspective. Like I have nine more years left with my oldest. That's it. And then I'm going to have 20 where he's an adult hopefully. And I'm Mm. his mom. So yeah. Yeah, it's or more, you know, 30, I guess. So That's um, good advice. Yeah. So I don't know what other questions do you have with the marriage cuz before we move on we can tackle hmm. that more. Yeah. I don't I mean you definitely hit like one of just just like practical ways of, you know, of making your husband first and how do you like reach out, you know, and, or maybe here, here's a, here's a question. Like we um, will often talk about like what to do with Carson. Like maybe it's a question about how she sleeps or like what food to introduce her. It can be really silly, small things, but I find that sometimes we'll come from different points of view on how to handle like a baby issue or something. And then we like, we just, you know, we kind of laugh. We're like, we're fighting about the dumbest thing. Like it's yeah. a, it's a Cheerio or it's a, yeah. you know, like you let her eat a cheese puff or whatever it is. Like yeah. that's so stupid, but what's a practical way of maybe, um, does that make sense? Like coming totally. to, totally. yeah, coming to an agreement on a parenting Yeah. Thing. And I kind of forget because those so much happen at the beginning and then it kind of eases out as the child gets older. I mean, then they're mm. like bigger things like, where are they going to go to school? Should they play soccer? Right. Um, but it's I not do, daily. Like, no, little. it's not daily. And it's not, you've already done it before. You've already kind of decided for your family. This sure. is how we handle puffs or this is. <laughs> right. Like whatever it is, sleeping, like are oh, they sleeping. in I the remember, bed with you or not? Oh, bed, totally. Whatever. My husband hated yes. when I'd bring the babies in the bed. And, 
he would have nightmares of them in the fan or like they'd fallen under the bed and they're, you know, he's like sleepwalking and he's like, I don't sleep well when they're in the bed. And I'm like, but I don't sleep at all if they're not in the bed. So yes, we definitely had that. And I remember um, the crying it out whole thing Mm -hmm. debacle of 2000 or whatever it was <laughs> it was maybe 2006 I mean our oldest because of the reflux it burns the back of your throat and then anytime you reflux in your sleep it's like alerting and then they wake up yeah. and then they're screaming and you can't really cry it out because he would no, cry for like, an hour right. and a half right it was forever and so um, I don't know how many I, I'm pretty sure it's with every son there was at one point where we'd try crying it out and I couldn't stand it I'd be laying in bed and I'm like I just can't do anymore I'm gonna go get him he's my son you know like I'd yell it out yes. in like this stupor of 2 a.m lack of yes. sleep and we're, I mean it's not a good time to be making these decisions no and so you know I don't I don't know if I have a good solution but I but do know that that tension even if like if you look on paper our families were pretty similar you know both of our parents are still married we're professional fathers stay-at-home mom like we had a pretty Christian both come from Christian homes but on mm. the tiny little things very different mm. even ha- how we handle food do you make them finish your food or do you not yeah I was told we couldn't get up from the table until our plate was clean right his family <laughs> you present the food and you eat it or you just Oh, you don't, but you don't get a dessert if you don't eat it. And you don't really get to snack before the meal. It's kind of like we're presenting the food. That's the time to eat, but we're not going to force you to eat it. So my husband has better, healthier eating habits because he stops when he's full. Mm. So there are things I would, I would challenge new moms to listen to their husband's perspective. And they may be bringing something to the table, quote unquote, (laughs) that that is better for your family that you do want to adopt. And so to have listening ears and for it to be an open conversation instead of a, I'm against you, you're against me, like a team approach to the new baby that, okay, oh, you want to do that? Okay. So what do you think the benefits of doing that are? And Sometimes my husband would bring up stuff and I'd be like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I read this book, this book, this book, (laughs) this blog post, this thing. And they say that's the worst idea ever. And so he he like, so I just like totally ran over him with all my information versus asking him, well, why do you think that? This is why I think that I read this article. If you want to read the article and see why Mm. I think this is the right thing to do, you know, and send him the link. Um, and sometimes, you know, moms are over-influenced by their friends, all of the shoulds that we yes. should be doing. And our right. husbands are kind of gladly removed from that. And so um, – That's I a think, good point. Yeah, I think teaming up with your spouse to be like, well, this is what the McFadians do in this situation. And then we aren't as moved by the trends or as um, overwhelmed by the comparison, you know. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, that's a good word. Thanks. I got that you talked, did you talk about sleep training or was that in somebody else? Yeah, no, like that's definitely, yeah, she, we've been having sleep struggles, you know, okay. with our daughter and not sure, like we've not tried that, but there's certainly moments where one of, you know, my husband will be like, we should just try to like lay her in the crib. And it yeah. sounds like I'm more like you and just yeah. saying, no, it's my baby. Yes. Like it'll yes. be fine. She won't do this when she's in college. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just for a time. Yes. But it's I, hard. It's hard in the moment. Like, what do you do? Because you are exhausted and And they care for yeah. you, right? Their first priority is you, not right. the baby. For sure. So they see you tired and they're looking out for, for sure. you and they're like, but you're exhausted and that influences right, your right, day right. and then you're not very nice to be around. So you right, just get right. some sleep. <laughs> so and I like was so confused with my first one because one, okay, the reflux did negatively impact his sleep. But two, mm-hmm. I would read a whole spectrum of books from baby wise to um, the attachment parenting and then um, baby whisper in between of like, and they were completely yeah. contradicting each other. Yes. And I thought, okay, this one says I'm a horrible mom if I let them cry it out. This one says if I don't let them cry it out, I'm a horrible mom because they don't know how to self-soothe. I I don't know what to do when they're exactly the opposite advice. And so Mm -hmm. I just kind of had to learn for each kid what worked. Um, Mm -hmm. And for that season when it was kind of a medical need for him, I kind of had to go with, I don't know, we just had to get through it. It was Mm -hmm. a medical thing. He And he's got sensory kind of stuff going on. So he needed someone outside of him to help him calm down. He couldn't control his own emotions. He still, he struggled even through toddlerhood and preschool to do that. Um, Then my next one, it was like, you put him in a miracle blanket and gave him a passy. He was out. He was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) He slept great. You could feed him in the night, put do that again. And he just stayed asleep. Even now we do bedtime. He's almost asleep before we're done reading. Wow. It's just a different story. And you just kind of have to know your kid and mm-hmm. their, you know, their own unique experience mm-hmm. too. And the the trouble is when you have just your first one, you've only had one experience. And so you don't have anything to compare it to. And you're just, but I think in your gut, you kind of know, in your gut, you kind of know. For sure. And so that's yes. the tricky, um, the tricky part of it. And healthy sleep habits, happy baby was probably my best resource. And I found it for the second, the third, and the fourth. And they had much mm. better sleeping habits than my first. But How, what, I'll have to look that up. Healthy sleep habits, happy baby. It actually okay. has like research behind it, like an actual expert yeah. versus just opinions. And That is awesome. Baby. And that's, yeah, that's a good place to arrive. Like I think my, my husband recently was, we were talking, he said, you know, like we can, he, he kind of made a rule. He's like, we cannot look at any more articles on the internet. Like, I don't yes. care what the moms on the internet are saying. Like, mm-hmm. this is our baby. Like we have Carson and this is our daughter. It's not their daughter. So, yes. you know, let's kind of move forward. That was, yes, yeah, that's good. And that is definitely something I've been talking about with new moms this week is mm. don't forget that God put that baby in your womb. We read that psalm that says, you know, mm-hmm. he knit me together in my mother's womb. And we're so focused on our piece in that as the baby in the womb. Mm-hmm. We're forgetting that the womb, that that was in our mother's room. Like that was purposeful. Mm-hmm. He picked the womb for me to grow mm-hmm. in. He picked this womb for my boys to grow in because he knew that I had the right match and the right giftedness and the right wherewithal for that child. And so, mm. and, and even, I think even adoption, he knew that that would be the birth mom and he knew that that would be the adoptive mom. And you have to trust his plan in that and not second guess and compare. And I think that having that confidence, it took me a while. It took me a while. Like I, I would lean so heavy into my pediatrician's advice and he was, mm. it was not right. It was maybe, you know, his thing he says to every single mom, but it wasn't right for me. And by the third, I was like, nope, 
not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of know what works for us. I know it works for our rhythm. I know it works for our family. And if I have to feed them every two hours so that we can get to that soccer practice and that thing, that works for us. So thanks for the whole advice to push it back three hours, but that's just (laughs) actually more stressful than every two hours. So yeah, you just, I mean, and the babies are fine and they're growing and they're, they're, they're great. I just, I think, yeah, taking a chill pill on the whole mm. shoulds and mm. bar and really leaning into your family. Um, yes, we need wisdom from mentors and from there are times to, to seek out sources, but I think we lean too heavy on the sources than God and our spouse. So. Yeah. And you had That's mentioned good. relying on God and not your own strength. What have you found in that? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I yeah. think, um, yeah, it's a lot of what you were talking about. And I would say also, I think um, before I was a mom, I never realized that strength from the Lord also meant like physical strength. Like, mm. like for example, like with, you know, sleep, sleep is our struggle. Like every, every mom has a struggle with their baby. But, um, and I was just exhausted. I was so tired and like, I can't do anything to keep my eyes open, but I have mm. to sit here with this baby who's awake. Mm. Um, and there was just one, one night when God kind of brought, this is, he just brought the story of Jonah to mind, you know, after Jonah's like gone to Nineveh and he's in the desert and God makes the leaf pop up for his, or the tree for his yes, shade, yes. then he takes it away and yes. Jonah gets so mad. And I kind of, God was like this, like sleep is your tree. Like I am sufficient for you. You do not need sleep. Do you know what I mean? You don't yes. need sleep to be like the, the, you know, to be my child or to, um, to live obediently. And it just kind of was my light bulb moment. I like sent an email to a bunch of friends who I knew were struggling with it. Also, I'm like, we don't need sleep. It's our tree. Like, you know, God, which, yeah. <laughs> which was like definitely a 3am in the morning thing to do. But um, <laughs> like, I think I just never realized that it, it meant like God, God provides for us physically as much as he does like spiritually um, and emotionally, these kind of intangible things. Yeah. And even like, even gosh, like it's, it's labor and delivery. Like God gives you physical strength that you need. Like, yeah. you know, it's very real. So that's one example that comes to mind for sure. We, I, yeah, I just had that conversation about, <laughs> you know, how it can almost be an idol in our lives, this sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember getting yeah. so angry when it got robbed from me. Yes, yes. Especially if my expectation was they have been sleeping through the night. Like when you right. get to that point and then there's a random, they're getting molars. Yes. <laughs> and oh my stars, it's worse because you aren't used to it. Uh-huh. Or even this last week, my one that has the cast on his arm, he woke us all up, the whole house at 5 a.m. And it was like the whole day was off. <laughs> and yes, sleep is so valuable and we do need. Sure. There is a reason God gave us sleep. But yes, if we make it our idol that we have to have it to function. Mm-hmm. Or we have to have <laughs> the thing to function, you know. I think that's the, that's the trick. Realizing, I think motherhood more than anything mm. gives us a place of vulnerability and leaning on God. And so, so many times we're like, "Oh, I'm capable. I get A's. Mm. I get all A's in school." Or <laughs> I'm really great at this job. And pat me on the back. I'm an amazing person. Or you know. I'm going to just be a rock star at everything I do because I can do it in my own strength. And motherhood just like totally takes you to your most broken place of, oh my goodness, I cannot do this. I 
physically mm. cannot do it. I'm getting pushed beyond my limits mm. and, and emotionally, like I'm a basket case. I'm crying at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I'm more impatient than I thought I was. I thought I was super patient. So realizing like the Holy Spirit living in you is a real thing. Mm. And the Holy Spirit is God in you. Mm. Like It's not a like God and then Jesus is less than God and then the Holy Spirit's less than Jesus. They're like equally the same. They are three in one. And you have the Holy Spirit in you. And Mm. that is power and strength Mm. that I I think that in a busy world and a world that's all about our efforts and our doing and our self-reliance that we don't lean into that as much. I know I don't lean into it as much as I want. So um, in those middle of the nights when you're about to lose it, that's why hands <laughs> need to go high and the, the praise. Although Amen. my husband does say, like, if you're about to lose with the baby, put the baby in the crib. He's like, that's his advice yeah. to give to new dads. He's like, just put the baby in the crib and walk away. It's better yes. for you to do that than anything else that could happen. I'm like, honey, yes. it sounds like you're going to shake our kids. He's like, you never know, honey. You never know. I was like, okay. It's true. There's those moments you're like, I am annoyed at a, you know, three-month-old right now. How just did they just push me that? Yes. Right, right. Like, so much better to put them in the crib and they're crying okay. in their in their crib than for anything yes. that could happen in your yes. anger. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We cannot think that I'm better than someone who abuses their child. I am no I have that same sin nature in me that could be an issue. Yeah. I hit like that was definitely in kind of my thinking through all of this. Like I, th- I did arrive at that moment. I was like, you know what? It's really easy to look at some people and say, oh, how could you judge your kid? It's like, well, you know what? You get <laughs> like you don't, you don't live in the spirit. You, you don't walk by faith. You know that's that's how it happens. Is yeah. you, you like you listen to your flesh and not to the Lord. To a weak moment and you're far from yeah. His filling of the spirit. Yeah, it just happens. That's that's good though. Stay close. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Stay full. <laughs> yeah, stay full, and it's and and it's okay to put the baby in the crib. Yes, um, and walk away. <laughs> now we were also talking about um, thinking about you know this transition from the former life, the pre kid mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. to the with kids. Yes. Um, where where was your biggest struggle in that? Where do you find still that struggle? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think like for me, I'm very, I have a very extroverted personality. And mm-hmm. so the whole like missing out a lot, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's hard to yes. say no. And there, and I feel like you can only go so far to say like, well, just bring the baby with you. Like, yes, yeah. I can baby, but I can't take her to like, I don't know, like not <laughs> go to a nightclub, but something like that. You know, you yeah. can't take her out to a party at 10 yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, just take the baby. Like that doesn't always work or, or whatever it is. Like yeah. I am, you know, I'm a, like just whatever it is. Like I'm a nursing mom. So sometimes like, you, you know, you might need to go to another room or, yeah. or she's tired. You need your kid to take a nap. So you have to leave that kind of, um, or the experience is just altered. You're going to be yeah. constantly thinking about the baby. If the baby's right. There. Right. You and never, you might, even if the out. baby's home, you might still be thinking, yes. Oh, I wonder if the babysitters, you know, right. Right. Team. So, like yeah. it's it's twenty four seven. Like I've never had anything where that occupied my like time and thought, you know, more than being a mom. So that's probably it's the biggest that comes to mind. Well, and just you know that first one, mm-hmm. you still remember the glory days. Like it's still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, it's so distant. That was a decade ago. Like the total freedom to be able to do whatever you want when you want it is like a decade ago, and so. You know, it got easier 
because we are already in this place by the second, the third, the fourth. It's harder in a different way, but that transition, that's what makes the first one the shocker. One, it's all new and you've never sleep trained a child. You've never fed a child from your body and you've never done this whole thing, you know, actually caring for a child, but you've also never given up your life for a child. And, um, I think, I think that it helps when you've have friends doing it with you. I think we were on the front end of a lot of our friends having mm-hmm. babies. And so mm-hmm. mo- a lot of them didn't understand. So we just used them to babysit for us <laughs> <laughs> so that they could. Uh, I was just reminded of a story where friends babysat for us and they didn't have any. And yeah. the wife was a teacher and she'd worked babysat before, but the husband hadn't. And she's like, okay, get the bath ready. I'll get him ready. <laughs> so she goes in there and he had filled the whole bathtub and then the little baby bath was floating in it like a boat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's like, it's like a little boat. Uh, that's not quite it. But that's that, that whole, like, they just don't get those friends that just don't get where you are. Yeah, right. That is a hard right. time. And so I think it actually comes to a point where you just, you know, you can still have those friends and maybe your husband stays home with the baby and you go out with just the girlfriends you know, Mm -hmm. once a month or twice a month Mm -hmm. to keep those relationships growing. Mm -hmm. But you also begin to transition into this new life of making friends that have babies. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's a, you know, I, I used to host like a play group in our house and when they're little and they're just crawling around and they don't hurt each other yet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You can have adult (laughs) conversations with the babies. Right. It would even be great if it was a book club not about babies, like, oh, yeah, like, let's discuss Girl Girl Gone or whatever that book was, you know, like, yes, something that's not about babies because sometimes our group would end up being like a debate on breastfeeding versus formula or sleep <laughs> training or when do you add solid foods. And I'm like, this yeah. is so not feeding my soul. This is like, yes, death because they're all comparing and you think you know more than me and you're mm. telling me when your baby started crawling and mine's not, or you know, it's right, not life giving. Yeah. But if it could be a group of ladies that you just like, because they're all smart women who have babies. Yeah. And that's, that's really smart. Yeah. So, and our, or just one on one, find a cool yes. gal that you really like who has a baby and just fight her over for coffee 10 30 <laughs> to noon. Yes. Know? Yes. And don't talk about your kid. Like, bring your kid, but we'll talk about, Let's talk you about know, life. Let's talk about life. current events. Let's. Yes. Let's just decide that's our rule. You know, we're just not going to do that if we want to. And it just happens to come up. Sure. But we're not going to compare notes because that just takes the relationship to a different level. And Mm -hmm. um, I think having as an extrovert, I had to have that kind of stuff built in. Right. Or, (laughs) Or I would leave the house, you know, after the morning nap and then after the afternoon nap. Like every day I left the house somehow. Yes. We went to. I don't even know, like the mall and I just walked around or I would go to mommy matinees. Do they right. have those in your town? Like They don't. I'm in a really small town, but okay. I've heard. You've I've heard. heard of wonderful There's rumors yeah, I've heard of stories. these things. Like, yeah. <laughs> I watched Pride and Prejudice with my first son and like, I remember he had a huge blowout right at the end scene with Mr. Darcy, like the <laughs> yeah, big dramatic. He did. Yeah, he did. He was like overwhelmed by the situation. <laughs> He's like, no, he didn't. And then and I'm changing him on this diaper changing table right in the middle of the theater. But it was great to have the chance to kind of slowly transition into the mommy life. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't do those when I had my second or my third or my fourth because I also had a toddler. But that first one, take advantage of when they're little, little, maybe Mm -hmm. not 
Carson's case now, but like when they're five weeks, sure. six weeks, you can go to like a grown up movie and take a baby. You can't. That's very true. I mean, they sleep through anything. There could be a war going on. And they have no idea. <laughs> and that's you, you can still have, you know, and we, you and I were talking about, it's good to have a thing that feeds your soul. Yeah. Like I have to have another thing right now. It's podcasting. Yes. When I had my first son, it was teaching a graduate school class. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, at a, at a college. I just, they asked me and they had a position that opened up and I just said, okay. And it was, you know, two times a week I'd go for an hour and a half and a student would watch him in my office and he would nap. She would feed him, like spoon feed him and then he would nap in there. And then I'd pick him up and we'd drive back. That is awesome. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, what else have I done? Oh, I had clients. I had speech pathology clients. So I'd have my son in like a little church program during the day and then – I would see clients, like one or two clients, once a week. Right. And it would pay for the program, and I had extra cash from it, and I would get a couple hours on my own to go do whatever. So those things, but, you know, and you, you're writing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you work. Blog. I do work, yeah. I work part-time. It's a place I worked before I had my daughter, but they were very nice and accommodating to let me slip down to part-time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely... But it's like something that makes reminds you that you you have skill sets. Yes. <laughs> and you contribute. And you just yeah. wrote something too, didn't you? I did. Um yeah. So on I've I've been blogging and I just released actually today, Heather, is my like official release day. What? Um yeah. But I wrote and it see again how crazy is like all the God's timing. timing. That's good. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a short, like young adult fantasy novel, kind of like, I don't know, just the stuff I read when I was younger and full, like cards on the table, like the manuscript, it's called Reend as, um, and then pardon. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. And it's like cards on the table. It was mostly written before I had my daughter, but I just kind of, I've had it sitting on my hard drive and. It's funny. I've joked. I'm like, I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to try to like, you know, produce a book, like release it the same year as having a baby. But like it really I never connected it to that, like need to have a a thing, yeah. like to have your thing. And that's yeah. definitely that's absolutely what it is. Yeah. So it's been crazy. I did not write it all this year, but I've done a lot of work on it this year to get it ready for people. Um, so, yeah, that's been fun. God's been very good to me and my husband. Like, I hope I hope moms listening to this have husbands who are supportive or, or family close by who's supportive and can, you know, watch a baby for a couple hours while you go write or knit or whatever your yeah. thing is. That's definitely been helpful. I couldn't have done it without, without my husband and my family supporting. That's been awesome. Well, and I think it goes back to that. Your husband was attracted to you for a purpose and for, I mean, he liked something mm. in you and it was, it was that ability to do the things that you did. And so he wants that in you to, to grow because once the babies are gone, he doesn't want you to shrivel up, right? Yeah. And yeah. we're really doing our kids a service when we have a thing because how else are they going to – who else is going to model that for them? Do, hmm. do they want to n- grow up in a place where you're supposed to just have no skill sets and no interests and no dreams? I mean hmm. that doesn't really inspire in your daughter much. Now, not that you like pursue this – novel writing so much that you're uh, yeah. leaving her behind there's a balance of course attention that you have to mm-hmm. manage but mm-hmm. to say hey my mom's an author she wrote this young adult fiction when i was a new baby <laughs> like that's 
a cool legacy to have that you yeah. stand up for. And, you know, or my mom serves at the nursing home or my mom loves to crochet and she taught me how when I was five or, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up, my mom sewed and my mom had discipleship groups and it there was no doubt in my mind that when I was a grown woman, mm-hmm. I would have a thing and be a mom and I could do both. Well, mm-hmm. so I don't know if we'd really help our children by saying, well, I'm going to just give up my whole life to just be a mom and do yeah. nothing else. I don't think that that's, that's healthy. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think if you have a new baby, like who's napping three or four times a day, don't use yeah. every single nap. Yeah. Remember those days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't use every single nap to clean up the house. I give you permission no. to use one of them to nap yourself <laughs> or two and one of them to not clean and to do your thing. Do your feeds thing. You, and it's not, it's not scrolling on Facebook. That's nobody's thing. Mm. That does not feed anybody's soul. That makes you feel usually worse or <laughs> never better. So, so do true. your thing. Like I have a friend who she used to sew during, she challenged me. She mm. was like, Heather, what do you do in that afternoon nap time? I'm like, well, I start cleaning up and da, da, da. she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You need to like be creative in that time. That's what you enjoy and that's what makes you you. So mm. hold the phone and do that instead. And I was like, oh, that's really good advice. And just that is awesome. Have someone give you permission. I'm doing it. You just Thanks, leave. Heather. <laughs> yeah. Leave the dishes. They'll be there when you cook dinner. That's my trick. When I'm cooking dinner, I do the dishes from the rest of the day. I'm already right. in the kitchen. Smart. It's, you know, while something's on the stove, put some dishes in the dishwasher. While you're putting it in the oven, then go back to the dishwasher. I mean, there's no reason to keep being in the kitchen all day. So That is so – see, you do this four times. You, I guess you know, eventually you learn a couple something. things. A couple things. <laughs> oh, man. Have that a spot so- for the shoes. We have a spot for the shoes. Mm. We never lose shoes because we have one spot for the shoes, and they learn out of habit that that's where the shoes go. So there's never shoes all around the house. That is so smart. Yeah, start having cr- and that frees you up to do your soul stuff. Like I mean, you know, not, not looking for shoes, no wasted right. time on that. Yeah, <laughs> that is such a good man. That's very good advice, and thank you well, for permission. Permission, <laughs> yes, and that's of good. course, like time with God. I I know mm-hmm. that for me, by the third, I had to do it before they woke up. Even if I had been up three times that night, um, I had to get up before them, even if it was thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Some moms that just doesn't work. But you have, you know, all those nap times during the day. Maybe one of them is dedicated to picking up your Bible and reading one verse that you're going to meditate on that day. You know, it doesn't have to be this in-depth Bible study during that season of new mom days. But yeah, have your breath prayer. What's your name for God? What's your need? Those together, there's your breath prayer. It's you surrendering. God, it's not about me. It's about you. And this Mm. is what I need from you. Or Mm. this is what I'm thanking you for. Mm. So... Those are those are the God centered for new moms tips. Yeah, that's good. You know, I read like if I was just reading a book by um, Jen Wilkin called Women of the Word, mm. and it was really yeah. I don't know if you've read it or not no, yet, but it uh. was it was super. It's a good one to add to the list. Um, and she does talk about like how to study the Bible more effectively. But one thing she said that I thought was encouraging because she she's a you know she has children who are a little bit older. Um, she's like if you're in these seasons where you can't sit down and you know with a highlighter and a gel pen and study right, the right, Bible, right. like God is honoring. She described it was that she said like studying the Bible is like depositing in a savings account. It's mm-hmm. not like drawing on a debit card. So God is using all those little you know savings deposits essentially you're putting in. Um, and I just thought, I thought like that was helpful for me because it's easy to think like, 
oh, even like I only have a nap or I don't know when the snap's going to end. I don't want to sit down and get all involved and have to come away. But it's like, no, like do do that. And whatever time you put in, like it's not going to go. Does that, does that make sense? No, like, no, it's no, not, no. I used yeah, to, it's not I definitely going. saw my time multiply when I would mm. add it in. It was mm. like my rest of my day was more efficient when right. I would put it in first. It, it, it doesn't make sense like logically if you're a scientist or something, but I would find that for some reason, like I was focused more or that thing that I thought would take longer took less time or mm, for sure. Something yeah. worked out when I honored God with my time. So yes, yes. God uses it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like there's a verse and I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to look it up. Um, someone shared it with me that, that God is gentle to those who care for young children. Like that's in the Bible. He's gentle. Mm-hmm. He gives grace already. Everything we have is not from us doing, but from us being loved even our salvation, mm. we didn't earn it. Just given to us, not because we we deserved it. And so he's he's got given us grace, but I think there's grace upon grace for those caring for young children. Mm. I don't mm. think our culture gives it to us. We're expected to just hop right back into it and be Pinterest perfect from the get go, and yeah. have like the cute little baby pictures where they're like have something knitted on or something. Yes. They're in a basket somehow, <laughs> draped perfectly. <laughs> God doesn't have that on us. He is gentle. Mm. I mean, back in the day, they just hung out in a tent for months. I mean, so. Thank you. Right. So be gentle to yourself because God is gentle towards you. Mm. And um, just rest in that. It's it's a special time to just get to cuddle. Sometimes at sleep training, I'm like, my first one, I wish I held the baby more because it's Mm. like, oh, you got to put them down so they learn how to soothe themselves. I'm like. Uh, so by the fourth, I was like holding him all the time and he's still, a, oh, he's a great sleeper that had nothing to do with good. it. So enjoy those cuddles where they just lay on you. So awesome. And oh, is awesome. sweet. That's well, good. thank you, Victoria. I know your time is precious. And so I will let you go, but thank you for, um, sharing your story with us and just, um, you know, being the new mom on this show. I appreciate it. Yeah. That. No, thank you for letting me learn from you. It's a, it's a pleasure. Well, um, I hope that others connect with you and your site so that, you know, writers, we give voice to the natural experience. It's not like we're better than Mm -hmm. anyone else. We're just somehow putting words to what everyone's experiencing. And um, Mm -hmm. you're doing that for the new mom. So thank you for writing those thoughts down and sharing them with others so that they can say, yes, me too. (laughs) I get (laughs) that. I get that. Absolutely. And congrats on the new book. I'll Thank put you that so in the much. Show notes too. Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. I'm if pumped. someone's sole thing is to read, they can read your book. Yes. <laughs> that would score. be awesome. Double score. All For right. Sure. All right. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping Him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and He is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.